What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Big Thing Capes and Cows. Yep, we're all in studio, everybody. And we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 non-spoiler. There will be no spoilers at all in this one. I'll talk about what I can with The Flash. Again, that's still under a lot of embargo. Just social embargo is, is up. That's about it. I'll give basically my thoughts what happened there. Green Lantern. There's this comic book movie list that we like to go over, the potential casting for Jon Stewart that we're going to get into, see if we agree, disagree with their potential list. James Gunn had some comments. Uh, there's some stuff with Aquaman going on. That and more on today's show. So we hope that you're going to be excited the way we're excited about it in general, because the whole crew is going to be here. And speaking about the whole crew being there, man, oh, man. Please tell me you're going to be there tonight if you're able to. If you're like, ah, I live in Burbank, but I don't know if I need a ticket. Shame on you. Because this is going to be an amazing, amazing show. We're going to have so much fun. We were just talking about throwing bits back and forth about what's happening. Koi Jandro hosting the stand-up portion of the show. Winston A. Marshall, Brett Sheridan, Kate Mulligan, myself are going to be on the stand-up portion. And then Steph, Mike, Roxy are going to be joining the Big Thing crew. We'll be doing a live show tonight. But don't fret. Yep, I said fret. And don't you fret. If you, oh man, I wanted to see this show, thechristianharloff.com. Get yourself a live stream ticket. If you don't, shame on you. All right, let's get into it, everybody. It's Capes and Cows. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Capes and Cows. It's a big thing. It's me. It's Koi. So yeah, <laughs> Crutches McGillicuddy is here. <laughs> what? What's up, Crutches? <laughs> it's, we are back, everybody. It's the Capes and Cows crew. We are back in town. And man, we are fresh off of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And in the non-spoiler review, as we do know that the non-spoiler embargo has lifted, I have a review up on my channel that went up this morning. Me too. Nice. Good for you. I have a short. You are, you're not... The funniest thing in the world is us trying to get into your gate today. Oh, because I can't stand can't and it. he and can't I'm, reach. Can't, so I got to. So, please tell me you tried to hoist him up, but you can't really. I, 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 I kind of spotted him and he like had to it was spot a jerk. me because I had to like kind of lean and reach. Is that why the cops were here? Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, hey, it looks like that crippled black dude and that yeah. random. Why is Conor McGregor helping out Rashid Wallace? So and why are they trying to, to break that, into Dane Cook's house? They're trying to break into Dane nice Cook. yeah. Cook's house. I just, oh my goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. That's the show tonight, folks. Yeah, we're back. We're back. See, exactly. You're going to see. I mean, that's what I love about tonight's show. People people were wondering how it's going to work because Brett was inaccurately telling them wrong information. <laughs> Um, he's like, because what we did at the, for the after party that we had, that we'll do more after parties for people who don't know on thechristianharloff.com. Mm. What we did during that Zoom period was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put Winston on with Steph and Mike because he doesn't really ever talk Star Wars with That's us. Fun. And then I'm going to take Koi and put him on the big thing. And do That's fun for after party. And we'll be doing that for after party even live. But for the live show in person, I want people to see the shows that they know. Mm. And I want people to you see. what they pay for. Like you expect this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you that they wouldn't want to see that mix and matching, but that's exclusive for like the after party stuff. The, sure. the, like, I, if I'm going, you know what? I watch the big thing, but I really love Capes and Cows. Well, you're going to see me, Winston and Coy, tonight on stage for like a good 15, 20 minutes. And you're going to see me and Steph and Mike on stage for a good 15, 20 minutes. And you're going to see me and Roxy and Brett and Kate on stage for a good 15, 20 minutes. I, I mean, in the, in the way that, like, you know, when you go and see a Marvel movie, we're about to talk about Guardians. I mean, 
you don't go for the post credit scene. You go for the movie. Right. The post credit scene is a little added bonus. So yeah. you're nobody get... was complaining about. It. Nobody's complaining about. No, it. No, no, I no, just, for sure. Yeah, I just want to sure, like, because people, I don't think people were were clear on it or knew what it was. Yeah, so, yeah. and then obviously starting with the stand up portion of it and leading into it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for people to see it. So, um, check us out tonight. All right. Last night we all got a chance to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, Winston and I saw it at a separate screening. Corey went to the premiere. And um, I'm coy. I know everyone. I have two working legs. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, thank you. No, <laughs> we all have different I'm approaches to this town. We all go to this town <laughs> differently. And how we? I want to. I want to thank you for something. <laughs> yes. Talking over when he said I have white privilege. I just was trying to make sure that I was the one. I just there's no surviving this. There's just no. The funny thing is, is like I'm clearly joking. But there's ten percent of the internet talk about stuff like that. But I guarantee you, someone's gonna flip me. Of course, he's gonna bring that. Yeah, he's hilarious. Started being clipped. No, no, no. no, What I hope the majority of people who tune in is like, thank God they're all back together. Yeah, (laughs) this is what I wanted. I saw that. I I saw that about us when we're not in studio together. Is we still have the the chemistry and stuff too. But it's just it's just something. And again bringing it up tonight there's just something about being in person and yeah. talking in person and having that kind of back and forth and i i'll tell you man like look you guys know when it comes to guardians um that i have like the first one you guys always put the guardian i think you both put like guardians one in like your top 10 uh-huh. i've i've never put it in there for me um i've always liked the first one uh-huh. i've always thought the first one was handled really well i think it was done masterfully in bringing in a property no one knew and turning them into household names now. I think it was done very well, and they progressed in each thing that they were in. But I was, it was never, for me, it was always whether it was Iron Man or Winter Soldier or, or your Captain America or the, the classics were the ones that I always responded to, and even the movies themselves. Like this movie, the third movie, not only do I think is my favorite out of the three, I have to see it again because of recency bias. It's one of my favorite move, Marvel movies that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it is. I I yesterday said that it's the best since No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best since Endgame. Wow. I, I think that there's a. I love No Way Home. I love No Way Home. This movie. You know what the number one word is for me in this movie? And then I want to mm. get you guys' thoughts on it. Focus. The movie mm-hmm. had focus. Mm-hmm. It didn't rely on multiverse stuff. It didn't rely on all this stuff. Again, there's going to be no spoilers. I'm just telling you. Like it was. It was a. Very focused Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's wrap this up. Let's go home. And I think they did it brilliantly. But I, and I haven't really talked to you guys. I saw your social media reactions. But Winston, let's start with you, man. What'd you, yeah. What did you What did you think? I, I thought it was incredible. I thought this has officially become my favorite. Koi said something similar. My favorite trilogy of the MCU. Um, I think it's just too well rounded because, um, like, I think about Captain America, and while Winter Soldier was like fluctuating between my top one and top three movies of the mcu the other two while i really love civil war it, it didn't there's ones that beat it out mm. and then first avenger is a good movie but it can chill i don't really care all three of these movies i love and this one i i always feel it's so hard to stick the landing yeah. i think the hardest thing to do is not necessarily the opening one because if you've got enough to make a trilogy you clearly did a good job and then the second one, yeah, you kind of got to get back in the mix, but sticking the landing and be like, we're done with this now. This is this is it. And wrapping it all up in a bow and feel like you went on a journey with these characters and you've the, the, they've gone through their character arcs. This was a masterclass. It, it, it honestly was. It was because, it, Corey, I think what it did very well with my biggest gripe when I, and you guys know I've come around more so on volume two, mm-hmm. 
But my biggest gripe that I still have with Volume 2 is I think that James Gunn came up with a lot of great jokes. And they're jokes that majority of the time land. My problem with it is that he's like, you know, I have a joke right now, but someone just did a joke. So that person's going to have a joke. And now that person's going to have a joke. And then that person's going to have a joke. And there's a lot. It's very it's it's way more balanced than comedy. When the emotion hits, it hits. Yes. But it's way more balanced in comedy, overbalanced in comedy than it is with emotion. This, Coy, to me, is the perfect balance because when the humor hits, it's supposed to. Right. And not all the jokes work, but that's okay. Um, and it's subjective. Um, and then the emotion behind it, you see in the trailer with the backstory with Rocket and how they explore that and the the family aspect of it, how the Guardians have evolved in general. And I know you've always been a fan, but I am a massive fan, especially after this movie and how much I've come around since movie one is Nebula. I think this, I'm not saying it's my favorite Marvel film, my favorite MCU film, but I think this, I love your word focus, is the most finely tuned yes. Marvel film. And and I think Winter Soldier's right there nipping at its heels, but there is this incredible sense of awe that takes yeah, you yeah. on for two hours and 20 minutes, and that awe is punctuated like beautiful grammar with heightened joy, or heightened trauma. And so you're experiencing this incredible amoeba of emotion where you're just like fluctuating and, and it's traumatic, but I left so bereft and so happy. And I think that is so unique and I go to art to experience emotion and this is the magic of a quality movie. I'm not mm -hmm. even saying quality Marvel movie. A quality movie, you leave change. Yeah. And this entire experience, I started crying 20 minutes in, and it was like I broke the seal at a, at a bar. I kept peeing out of my eyes. I cried throughout this movie. Well, Winston, that was the thing, man. Like, the, the emotion in this, as I said, with the balance of it all, was really special because it it wasn't it wasn't like they weren't trying to make you cry. It was because sure. it it all made sense, and and everybody had something to do. Yes, that's yes. what was so genius. Yeah, everybody had something to do, and it, and it's like I look at it like where I've always and I still feel this way, that television gives you an opportunity to really explore if you use it well over the course of seven or eight episodes to dive deep into a uh, to a story. Now, again. There are a lot of things I liked about The Mandalorian this season, but one of my biggest gripes was that it was, the episodes were too short. They didn't spend enough time mm -hmm. developing anybody, mm -hmm. and they kind of wasted the opportunity in mm -hmm. television to, to do that. This movie, at two hours and 20 minutes, did the exact opposite. They were able to have a big spectacle, yeah. and they were able to, you know, emotion. I, but I, but I got to, that, that, to that point, I think that that lends itself to the fact that we've seen them in two of their own individual movies. That's right. Movies, That's right. Two we, 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 they've movies been built before. Movie. That's right. It's so not we, brand new. We, and a holiday special. So you had enough. Literally, this is Act Three. So we're we're rounding everything out here. Um, I just love the fact that that this really, if, if you're trying to figure out who the main character of this movie is, the main character of this movie a thousand percent is Rocket. Rocket yeah. I think the first one. Even though obviously Star Lord, all that kind of stuff, I think the first one, the main character is more Gamora. Uh, if I think about it, I think the second one is definitely Star Lord because mm -hmm. of his relationship with his father and, and sorting all that. And I think this one is Rocket, and it was so interesting to figure that out because well, all the characters needed to evolve, all the characters needed to go on said arc. Those three seemed to be the three that were the most lost. Yeah, um, Gamora being lost in the fact that like being the daughter of Thanos and how she has issues with him and mm -hmm. issues with her sister. Yeah, sure. Star Lord, like who's who is my family? And then Rocket, who has rejected the world, and we get to see why in this movie um, and how that all comes to fruition. I just thought that this was just so beautifully done. I agree with you. I think that the thing is, the only pushback I'd do maybe just a little hmm. is that I think it is Rocket's story 
and I do think the Guardians are the are the stars of this movie in general, like the mm. the, the main folk, the the, mm. the main characters of the movie. Because mm. without giving spoilers, but I do think I think the main story is right. You see what I'm saying? I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way: the way that Infinity War, while being called Avengers: Infinity War, is a Thanos movie. This is so while while the the people right, were following right. are the Avengers, the main character was Thanos. It's kind of the same thing here. Right. While what people were following are the, the Guardians. The story the is about is about Rocket. Yeah. In speaking of Thanos, I do want to give some flowers to I think one of the best comic book villains. Thank you. Because I was going to say that. Yeah, I was so impressed that this is easily my favorite Guardian villain. But what he's able to do in being captivating and menacing and big and contained. And so hateable and so comic-y. I think this is maybe the most comic book movie that lands. Sometimes you make something too comic booky and it doesn't work. Sometimes you try to make it too self-serving and too isolated. It doesn't work. This is somehow vibrant and big. And the villain is very much a comic book villain. But since you're so invested in these characters because you've had them in six movies. I'm counting Infinity War and Endgame there. Um, you really, I'm not counting Love and Thunder, uh, you really have the ability to have the villain do a lot, but you're so invested in your leads that he's able to balance that. I love his idea. Yeah. I love the way he goes about what his plot is. Yeah, yeah. I love the way they use him in ways that are so heart-wrenching that the trauma of the movie is just like exponentially increased. It, was it just you, or were you sitting here as the high evolutionary was doing his thing that I was out here being like, man, I wonder how Pete is going to respond to this movie because like it is brutal. Yeah. What happened? I'm I'm glad that again. I'm not going to get into what happens because it's non-spoiler. But right. like, Rocket really is an experiment, and it's about and how the, the high evolution. It is, yeah. and that's how the, that's the same thing with high evolutionary. If you know the character, yeah. he rips people apart because he feels like he's the one that can make the perfect universe. Well, so, so and and again, I think that Koi probably avoided it because he because I'm messing up the pronunciation <laughs> as well. But uh, I said he, yeah, Chuck uh, Chuck Woody Iwaje, uh, which. We as, me, as we look, people are going to tell tell us how to pronounce it, and you should, um, because we're, after this movie, and by the time we get the spoilers, we won't be ever again. Um, he is fantastic in this movie; he's mm -hmm. really good. I only had one issue with the character, mm -hmm. and in, and I think, and I said as much in my non-spoiler, um, and I don't think it's his fault. I mm -hmm. think that it is a uh, a James Gunn note, and I think James Gunn did a masterful job directing this. He screams too much. He screams too much. And I know he's angry. Yeah. But there's a time where he's like, he he's so menacing when he's not screaming. Yeah, yeah. He is so just the way he he just articulates his point of the thing he's getting across and the way that he does it. And then there's a certain time it's like, I predicted it at one point. I'm like, here, oh, he's gonna yell again. And he yelled, and I'm like, he didn't need to. He didn't need to. I, I get what you're saying. I think why I was didn't a, hurt at all, though. No, no, no. I feel you. I think why it didn't bother me is only because it's very clear that he was already insane. He's but, insane. But but the minute, I mean, no no surprise that Rocket obviously is not in his possession anymore. He's been rolling with the Guardians for five Yeah, again, movies. not spoilers. That's, yeah, it's not yeah. a spoiler. But but either way, um, he's losing his mind. Right. He's literally, he went from somebody who was already insane to literally now his ego's gone so un, unchecked. Right. I, I understand why every time he feels like he's being slighted. It, 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 it goes to a different level. I, I understand. I understand that it, it's such a minor gripe. I gave this movie a 4.8 out of 5. Yeah, I gave like, it a 4.9. I, he's not my beef. No, he's not. War, war, uh, Warlord. I think Warlock. Warlock. Adam Warlock. He, that was my problem. You, you I know, think we're all pretty close on this one. This is the first time I think we're, I'm, I'm between a 4.8 and 4.9 as yeah. well. And I think we're all in the same page of glory. Warlock to me. I think that I think that uh, Will Poulter did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, I, for I what just, he was told to do, it was for, just so off. That's exactly <laughs> right. For what he was told to do, and I remember again the late great John Schnepp telling me about Warlock and how 
who's who's cast as him? Who's he going to be? Oh my god, I can't wait to see him. So I was so hyped by it, and he's just kind of there in the background. He doesn't really have much to do. It, I, correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't read a whole lot of Adam Warlock stories. I mainly read the ones with like the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's not that stupid and that goofy. And I felt like there was this idea of trying to force him to fit the the parameters of the Guardians, but where that doesn't work for me is Gamora is never stupid and neither yeah. is Nebula. They they might have their flaws, but like they can be the smart ones in the room and still deal and act like a-holes. I it just to have him play the, li- you saw the tone child. the tone of the character was yeah. off for you. The, yeah. uh, so on the spoiler talk, I'm excited to dive into that. But the, like the actual comic things, because yeah. things worked and things didn't. But I, yeah. I definitely want to be I want to tread lightly on his character. Uh, but one of the interesting things that happened last night was I, I shameless name drop talking to Jim Starlin. Jim <laughs> Starlin and I were talking about the character because he wrote a lot of the best mm. stuff with mm-hmm. Warlock. Mm-hmm. So we I like who else would you rather find out what their take is? Uh, he was saying that at first it bothered him and then something shifted. And that's what I'm excited to talk about. Cause I do understand that gripe. And I do think that will be a lot of people's problem, but I do think there's a shift that happens that without comic knowledge, you might not feel. And I think that's an element I'm excited to dive into in spoilers, but I don't disagree from a, this is the movie and you shouldn't have to have read comics to get the movie. Right. So I don't disagree, yeah. but I do think there is a, an element that does it, work when you know the character. It does seem like that kind of gripe is the biggest one with, with warlock. Oh wait, there's someone on the phone. Hey, bitch. Me? No, not you. Who? Man, that guy was name-dropping all the damn time. Hey, big balls, how did you even get in here? Man, I've been sitting watching you guys listening underneath the table, you bitch-ass trick. Hey, hey, stop that. You stop it. Oh, let me guess. Cool, you ain't up, you talk to, hey, James Gunn, who's directing Brave and Bold and all that kind of stuff. Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn don't know who you are, you Conor McGregor dollar store mother. Uh, hey, hey, hey. He gave me the job. I'm directing Batman Baby the Bolt. All I had to do was ask. I, I was, was really it. afraid that this this big balls dude was going to drop an M bomb and I was going to have to dump dive under the table. <laughs> <and just laughs> he, he's gone. He eats, he eats what's going on here and then he takes off. Stupid squirrel. Sorry, Coy. I accept. He's, he's really, he's really <laughs> scumbag. Um, anyway, so we um, we had an opportunity. We saw that movie. It, it, that was the non spoiler of it all. And I think that's, we want to tread lightly on anything else too. But, um, it, it's good, man. It's, it's really so good. And good. I think the length of the movie, 220 or whatever it is, it doesn't feel it. And, and if you are able to see it in IMAX, um, I don't know what's But what not in the handicap row. Oh, my oh, I'm God. Sure that was tough. I, it, it is, it's shot in IMAX. It feels like it, it just it works. It, I took my daughter with me, and she was just her eyes as she's watching this whole thing happen. And it was just it's beautifully shot. There's a great, and again, not spoiling, there's a great music sequence with a song that I think is overused in movies. But plays but here plays better than others. really, really well. And you'll know it when you hear it. It actually redeemed that song for me. Uh, yeah. Like, I love the song, but in movies, but, I'm yeah, like... It was just used in a song in a movie like two weeks ago that I yeah. saw. Um, but anyway... What? Yeah, we'll tell you, we'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. But <laughs> let's... Uh, you know, we'll switch over to some, some sponsors here. Let me tell you a little bit about... Both Athletic Greens and BetterHelp are sponsors today. Athletic Greens is the best. AG1, man. We are very excited to be talking about our next partner here. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. I've been talking about them for months. It's coming up on years at this point. For me, I take it in the morning. Uh, as I'm, the day is getting going, I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up. Done. It gives me good energy. I've been talking about it forever. Brett loves it. Katie Sackoff loves it. Why? Because it just makes it simple. You just put, I'm not a big like 
vitamins guy. I like the one shot done for me. It helps uh, energy, sleep quality, and I just never understood why would you take a bunch of different things? You can just take one scoop of powder in water once a day, and you're good. It's a good life hack. It's really great. That's why I love and I trust AG1 by Athletic Greens, and so many of you guys do too now, since hearing about it on this show. It gets delivered to you once a month, very easy to make it a daily habit. I get the, the travel packs when I go on the road, when, I do, when I'm doing the, the Comic-Cons and things. It's so easy. You just take care of your body each day, and it's that simple. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know how I have been talking about BetterHelp, how it has helped people on this show, how it has helped a lot of you. And now we can tell you more once again about BetterHelp because getting to know yourself, it can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and we're always changing. How I was, shoot, two years ago, significantly different to how I am today because you're always learning. That's why you're saying to yourself later on, oh man, if I would have just done that back in the, hindsight's 2020. But if you can do things to help yourself, then why not do it? And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes you don't always know what you want. And you don't always know why you react the way you do until you talk through things. And this is what I love about BetterHelp. It connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. So I've talked about this. You guys know about this. Roxy reached out to BetterHelp. She has been doing, she's been thriving since she's been talking to BetterHelp. I talk to her about it all the time and she loves it. She loves the therapist that they matched her with. And it's so amazing as a, as a friend, as someone, as someone who cares about Roxy deeply to see that. And I want you guys to have the same experience. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Go and visit BetterHelp.com slash big thing. And when you do, you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com slash big thing. All right, thanks again to our sponsors, BetterHelp and Athletic Greens. Always, always excited uh, to tell you guys about people that we believe in that have been working for our, our listeners, and we really hope that you support the show, support yourselves, and let us know when you do, because when you do, that's how it's like, well, you know what? I can't be a member on the website, but I can check out one of your sponsors. What do you think? What do you think? Go in there, check it out, see what you like, and let us know when you do. Um, all right. I will say, you know, what's funny is let's let's switch about the other big topic, and that was moving around a lot in the comic book space, movie wise, and that was the Flash, right? So, I wasn't planning on going to CinemaCon. Like at one point, I got approved for for the press. I'd asked Winston to come with me. I said Corey was going to try to come, and it just didn't work out for us. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Plus, we had this live show coming up. Mm -hmm. We had the Guardians thing. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do freaking Sunday night and come back Thursday. I just don't know. Plus. I don't want to sleep on my couch. And my <laughs> wife is not happy about me going uh, as much as I am. So I was like, is it worth it? Then they said, you know, we're screening on The Flash on Tuesday. And I said to myself, can I realistically, realistically, there you go, realistically get myself to Vegas for the night and fly back the same night? Yeah. I was going to do that. 
Couldn't necessarily do that, but I found like a really cheap room at the at Planet Hollywood, um, and I had a flight credit that I had on on United. So the even though it was like it was in the morning, it was a um, it was a delayed flight, which it eh, wasn't that bad. It was like an hour and a half delay, but it was. But it only what take, time was the screening? Well, the screening was wasn't until uh, like. Four thirty-five o'clock. So that, you were okay. okay. I just thought that I'd be able to. Nervous. Yeah, I thought I was going to be able to get there to see the Warner Brothers panel, which started mm. at like nine thirty because my flight was eight ah. fifteen. I would have gotten into Vegas nine thirty. Zaslov was, you know, talking steam out of his mouth for whatever he was for the beginning of it, and and they didn't start showing the presentation stuff. I would if I got there in time, I would have been able to make the whole mm. thing, mm. but it was delayed, so I didn't. And it was like okay, so I get to. <laughs> So stupid. I get to the freaking um, place, and they said they said in the email, "There's a convention center for Steve, for uh, Caesar's Palace, which is right off, right right past the actual Caesar's Palace." So I go there and I go, "Where's this room that they need that I'm look whatever the name of the room was?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." It's like CinemaCon. He's like, "Oh, CinemaCon." I'm like, "How does this guy not know?" I'm like, "That's bad news." If he doesn't know the CinemaCon, so then I ask another guy, no clue. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" So then, stupid ass me, I had a radio interview that was scheduled and the phone rings i think it's the press people and they're like hey we're waiting for you i'm like oh my god moron myself i'm like i booked it so i'm sitting outside caesar's now on the phone doing an interview <laughs> with sports byline who are the best and i'm and promoting the show on yeah. friday yeah and then i'm like where the hell do i go so i'm running back and forth. finally like no it's in caesar's and i talked to jermaine lucier who helped me out and i went and i went to caesar's and i finally and i check in nicest people ever the the, the people of the press and um so i get it and it's like a half an hour left of the Warner Brothers panel. So I don't do it. And I was like, it's fine. So this is the difference between me today and me at 30. So I used to go, my buddy who has since passed away um, was a uh, was a booker at, um, mm. at these clubs. Mm-hmm. And he would fly myself uh, out. And when I was working at Warner Brothers, like, I was there all the time. Yeah. Like sometimes weekly, right, in Vegas. And comped and all that. It was, it was amazing. And I would... And I wouldn't go to sleep until four in the morning. And I would—I had no money, and I would leave with no money because I would find a way to be more debt for Vegas. gambling and, yeah. and the way you should be in Vegas. This was the most boring Vegas trip. Wow, that I ever had. Wow, and I loved it. Wow, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, adulthood, yeah, exactly. So I get there, and everybody is like, "Oh, who's drinking? Who's doing this and this?" I found a little restaurant on the strip, and I had a brown rice salmon bowl with a bear. And I enjoyed myself in the sun. And then I waited. <laughs> I watched the flash trailer. I did my reaction to it. Um, and then upload then it got uploaded. And then I went to the screening really, really early, hung out with Juju. Yeah. Watched the screening. <laughs> then I had dinner with Jeff Snyder after. Okay. <laughs> and then after that, people are texting me, Are you coming out to gamble? Are you drinking? I was like, Nope. I walked to Planet Hollywood. Saw somebody in a g-string that shouldn't have been in one, and then I went to sleep at ten forty-five and got on the plane. It was wonderful. Enjoyed myself in the sun as the single most adult say, man <laughs> in Vegas. Said that I was like, Ever. I don't know if he's more old man or cat because he Both. was just like I found Enjoyed a sunspot and I just tucked in and had my salmon in the sun hey, like a cat. Do you want to come play with us? Mm. No, get lost. Mm. No, hundred, hundred percent. When I when I want to, and I had no no regrets because I got because I knew. Here's what I knew. Because on when I got home on Wednesday morning, when I got home Wednesday morning, I knew that my day was gonna continue. Yeah, and I knew that there are other things happening, and I need to be. I need to be on it. So like, it I was, ran into Jeff Snyder after I saw you at that bar. 
That's when? Uh, uh, I went ran to him on Saturday, Saturday at a bar, oh, and then okay. like as soon as he left, not five minutes after I saw you leave, Jeff came in. I was like, it's a rotating schmo door. That, that was, and I never hilarious. see anybody out. That was a depressing night out, just real quick, just because like again, since I have to balance wherever I go, I'm I don't drink unless I bring the wheelchair because yeah. if I'm drunk and I fall, that's a wrap, bro. Oh. I, I can't break right. the other leg. You can't do <laughs> so, it. No. Well, you can. You just don't want to. It's a choice. But, but yeah, um, I never see Jeff out. Yeah. How's he doing? He, He's doing good, and we we well we had he had and I guess we can, we can kind of go into what we can talk about with the Flash. You know, it's like his tweet was he was he was he's hilarious on this. On oh, his, I saw he, his tweet. Yeah. He just basically said, "What's going on with this? Everybody love this movie. Everybody." He's like, "Nobody had any of the issues," and he told me like again without getting any spoilers, we talked about a lot of his issues were legit, and I understand mm. where he was coming from, some of the issues, too. I didn't agree with everything that he was saying, but there was one particular thing, again, I can't dive into because of spoilers, that he had a major issue with mm. that I pushed back significantly because I think that he he'll, he probably would disagree, but I think he missed what it really was about. Mm. And what I will say is this inside of my um, social reaction, the same thing that I said, the movie is very well-paced, it is it to me is one of the best DCEU movies. I I think it's hyperbole that it's one of the best superhero movies of all time, and I think it's it's even even it's it, to me it does not touch the Nolan trilogy, yeah. um, at all. Um, but it's a very good movie. I think that it, you know we're we're for this conversation we're just talking about performances inside of what the people inside of, nothing outside of performances and movies. Ezra Miller inside of this um, performance is really really good in in the performance. Um, the you know, you know you guys know from the trailer he plays two roles. Mm -hmm. The what I think he does that I think Zach Levi did terribly was that he plays an eighteen year old convincingly. Mm. I I hey man, you'd be proud of me. I watched your review. Oh, thanks, I, I, So I, I knew you were going to say that. I was yeah. like, I was like, so you're just going to repeat yourself? hundred <laughs> percent. That's what you're allowed well, to do got, right now. Yeah, that's, Embargo. That's the only thing I can say right now. Yeah. But I, and and in, inside of that stuff though, like it's and. What I will say is that when I was looking at it, I didn't know if I was annoyed, and I was annoyed by Ezra Miller's performance in, in part of it, mm -hmm. but you're supposed to be. I found there's less spoilers than I feared because yeah. of the embargo, and they've actually yeah. done a good job. I've muted enough words that I haven't seen any, but it's been really frustrating knowing the timing when this comes out is going to be really messy for WB because it's going to be two waves of hype. And I really hope that I want this to do well. So I'm hoping there's another wave of push of this. So I hope they start to oh, press screenings be. like a week out. Cause right now it's, it's like an ebb and flow situation. This was, and dude, this was an industry. Well, there hype. was a couple spoilers that I, I was able to glean out of context of yeah. other people complaining. Yeah. And I'm hoping there's a wave of, of press where we can all just like experience the movie to talk I about see. it again. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I think, I think, I mean, once you get the, the actual, all media screenings. And yeah, the they'll be coming. Also. It's just like, I, I yeah. want that way because right now it's just, I feel like I have to avoid talking right, about it as right. opposed to like being excited about people. I seeing see what you're it. saying. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's I also, I get it. And it's also, um, that week that it comes out, it's only game in town because mm. it's going to, and then it, it, there's nothing really coming out that week. That's, that's going to, and then Indiana Jones doesn't come out for another two weeks after. Because May is crazy. Like May stacks. Guardians is going right into Little Mermaid and one other Little one. Fast and Furious yeah, is Little the Mermaid's week after. At the end. Yeah, Little Mermaid's at the end of the month. So, so Guardians two so weeks. Here's, so yeah. here's my question because I was just I was talking to Kristen about this as we left the screening, which she loved it at this point. Okay. She she it's been it's been kind of like pulling teeth to get her to watch the MCU, and it's not because she's like no they're good movies. There's so many not, of them. She, there's a lot uh, which can be overwhelming, and she's not a huge action person. Yeah. Um. So she really really loved this trilogy. Um, 
if Chris Pratt doesn't do anything wrong, he would be doing correctly what Jonathan Majors unfortunately didn't pan out based off of like the like the idea where he what did Ant Man, which even though Ant Man didn't do exactly what we wanted, it was still number one for like at least a week or two. Uh, and then Creed came out right after, right? So it's the same thing where oh, Super Mario, Mario hit a billion yeah. Yeah. and, and it's still rolling. And then this is about to drop. And so well. he's literally just playing against himself yeah. again, which is crazy if he, if, you know, if this goes Well, yeah, and he's not even necessarily even playing against himself as much anymore because of two two reasons, right? The, fir the first is that by the time this does hit the theater, Mario will be like, what, four or five weeks in the theater? So be, yeah. And the other thing is it's still – this movie – is not for anyone under ten years old. It really is not. It's pretty violent, it, it, yeah. and, and and dark at at times. Yeah. Um, like even like my my, and and a lot of people were tearing up. But my my daughter was was sobbing through a, a bunch yeah. of the time. She's eleven, right? Yeah. But she was able to handle it. But she's just but but still. Some eleven year old might not. It's but, it's intense. It's intense. So. The other that's it doesn't compete against Mario because that's what's great. I, I took my kids to see Mario and my five year old and my eleven year old were like there was one thing little thing they got scared of it was the most adorable thing ever they started hugging each other in the <laughs> middle of it right so but like, I love that it's God, universal Universal into Disney and it's going to be uh, Pratt into Pratt and then it goes from Disney into Universal again and it's Vin to Vin so right, it's going right. to be Pratt to Billy's and then I think I think Fast well, so might that, make a lot of money. So that's my question. Do you think Guardians will hit a billion? Yes. Yeah. After seeing the movie, 100%. I do. I, I, it's really good in that regard, but I'm saying because of knowing how stacked things are about to be, do you it's think got that's going to hit anything? You think yeah. it'll hit a billion think, in two weeks? No, no, no. no. I think it'll oh. hit seven, eh, six, and then it'll roll into a billion. Yeah, because right. I think because the thing is, I think that this movie is going to play internationally really, really well. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think because it's a perfect blend of spectacle and emotion and character, and it does everything that a that uh, that movies I wish would do more of. I'm yeah. traveling on Thursday, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out a way to see it before I leave again. again. Like, and I have not fought to see a movie a second time in a while. I yeah. usually like if it works out, whatever. But I'm like lobbying you, to find. Yeah. Time. You leave Thursday. Uh, I'm supposed to leave at five a.m. So I'm, I'm hoping oh, there's like a Wednesday right. screening. I, well, the 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 the, the fan early access IMAX stuff is on Wednesday the third. Oh, so you could, but I don't know if those. But that'd be rough. Out. That'd be rough. But yeah, but, so like, but that's how bad Lovish I loved it, and I think there'll be repeat viewings on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think I I, I want to see it again, yeah. and I, I haven't want, I haven't said that about a Marvel movie in a while, and the other thing that people were were saying about this movie oh marvel's back uh, be careful like i said it's the eye of the hurricane yeah yeah well be careful with saying that though because i'm not telling you that they're not but this is very different for a lot of different reasons number one james gunn uh wrote the movie directed the movie he's done um number two old school characters from phase one two and three that that stayed true unlike thor stayed true to themselves all the way through delivered closed out that those are two. The third is it doesn't connect to the the overall M MCU phase five and six really. It may, yeah. Maybe a little, but not but not really. This is a closed story, so they need a movie that connects to all that stuff. The stuff they're trying to set up to hit, and that's going to probably be I, the uh, Marvels is the nice phase five film. Yeah. I, I'll save it for the spoiler. I think there is one connective tissue here. Um, and I'll save it. I'll save it for yeah. the spoiler yeah. review. Uh, but overall, I agree with you. And I and I realized it after I wrote the tweet. Is I was like, I think I wrote Marvel is writing the ship on my tweet. But th you're right. This is very isolated. Yeah. Um. And and so it's good. But I think it's what Koi said. Uh, the last time we were doing this digitally was that the Marvels is the true test. Yeah. Is can they can they truly figure this out or is this? Well, it's like having someone on your team. And you're like, okay, well, 
this guy's been hitting home runs for us. Let's hope he hits a home run. You can still hit a home run and lose a game. And, and that's what I'm wondering if Captain America is going to be because uh, Captain America is the first one after this, like, you know, redistribution of yeah, time and power. Right, right. So I'm wondering if the Marvels has enough time to restructure for the new tone they're trying to build. Or if we're going to watch the Marvels, I, I think it looks good. But if we're going to watch the Marvels and go, okay, are we waiting on Captain America to see what the new Phase 5 right. is? Because that's got, you know, the the benefit of the post-COVID timing. It's got the new visual effects standards. It has, I mean, the writer's strikes are going to make something interesting very soon. But it, it's going to be, yeah, we're, you know what's ironic is Falcon Winter Soldier was the first big old casualty in the writer's team because of COVID because they wrote down pandemic stuff. There was a whole vaccine storyline. If the next thing that gets hit is cap again, but with the, the writer's strike. But I, well, and that was something I was actually just reading about um, the other day is because I you always think about TV getting yeah. hurt during the writer's strike. But obviously movies are not being written either. So like, for example, Quantum of Solace, there was a, a thread I read on Twitter about it. About how they got there, they finished their shooting script, but they were not allowed to make right. any adjustments. Right. So the, you couldn't go back and then tweak things that didn't work. I know. And that actually is pretty scary. It's for true. Disney. Well, outside of the writer strike, though, which is it's hard to say that, but outside of the writer strike, but it, it. But going back to what you said, Coy, about well, do they just kind of let it stay where where the Marvels is? They shouldn't, and I'll tell you why. They should show us what it's going to be, how it's going to be, how it's going to pertain, how if they have a new tone, then then find a way to do reshoots and make it fit the new tone because, look, the movie could be awesome. It sure. could be amazing. But if it has that same type of problem that the other movies have had and they know it. Now's the time. Now is the time, especially after you're going to have such, you're going to be in good graces with everybody again after Guardians 3 hits. Yeah. But it's like, okay, now tell me your story because this doesn't tell me, the, Guardians 3 doesn't tell me MCU story. It tells me Guardian story, and it does Guardian story very well. But it doesn't tell me MCU story. And to tell you what, I didn't want them to tell me MCU story for this one. I wanted to close to the Guardian story. I got it. Now I want to see what's the MCU story mm -hmm. inside of. I also, I still want to know the Marvel story, but what's the MCU story now? Because you set it up, we don't know what the hell's going to happen now with Kang. Yeah. So they they got a lot of retooling to do, and, and they've got November. Yeah. November's when when it comes out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is time, but it depends. I it, it truly depends if they're still doing any sort of uh, reshoots or retooling. Again, um, this strike is coming any day now, right? So you got to hope that whatever they plan on shooting going forward, that they have ironed that out so that you can get that done in the next month or two. Let the visual effects team finish it off for November, because again. After you know, it looks like maybe this week, next week, whatever, uh, what next week or the week after that. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's a wrap. Like, right. And, and the and the the forecast for this is we're in for another long haul. It could be another three month or longer strike, man. Yeah. So was the last was the last one in two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. It was two thousand seven. I thought it was eight. No, I, I can tell you why it was definitely two thousand seven because I was because I was in two thousand seven, late two thousand eight. You're right. Yes. You're right. It was two. It's you're right. Started. You're absolutely right. Started it was into February. It, it, it yes, it started in two thousand seven, went into two thousand eight because that's when I. When I left Silver to write my pilot, mm -hmm. and then we were everyone was we were taking all these meetings beforehand, and then the writer strike hit, and that was the end of it. Oh, um, so yes, so wow. it was, and that, but we shot it in two thousand seven, and it went into two thousand eight. Yes, yeah, we're right. in a we're in a spot. If it, I think this one's going to last longer, and I think that it's going to be more impactful because of the scale of production because yeah. we, we're limping already. Like, the industry's limping. And and streamers aren't making money because, well, if people are sharing a password, that's not the same money as $20 movie tickets. Right. It was such a... Like, all, the entire HBO Max thing when we were all going like... Max. Oh, excuse me. By its Christian name. <laughs> like Robin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Max. Mama named it HBO Max. I'm gonna call it HBO Max. Uh, right? Max. 
when Max was at, well at the time it was HBO Max, the artist formerly known as it was uh it was having these two hundred million dollar movies go to a streamer because of the situation, but it never recovered and movies had to get canceled for tax stuff. They haven't really recovered and Netflix doesn't make enough money to have all these things. So I think there's just a bunch of stuff sitting on shelves that is like C quality. We're gonna have to just live on. Right. But what's recovery gonna look like if we're already like we need to get back in the theater? Yeah, I know. Well, look, the one thing is though, remember where we were just a couple of years ago with movie theaters where we thought uh, we all thought it was going to be a lot of people did thought movie theaters might be toast and and they're only they're only relying on marvel movies but because like top gun and avatar and mario, and mario like a lot of these, it, it, theaters are coming back and they're coming back i mean still got to recover but it's like bro it, it, this this is essentially if you had caught covid literally because that's what the theaters did but then as you finally are getting over the long COVID sy symptoms, your ass turned around and caught strep throat. That's like, what that's, I'm saying. It's like the timing is so bad. It's not bad. good. I don't. No, I, 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 I am concerned about the theaters so you mean, right so now. So you mean basically instead of strep bronchitis? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's evolved. It's gotten. Yeah, oh, someone, someone had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. I'll be. I'll be the theaters uh, and uh, and the writer strike. Double the recovery yeah. today. Uh, the role of theaters will be played by Christian. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. By especially by the by the end of it, I uh, I sounded I sounded like a like a like a, a hut. <laughs> You found the buttons. <laughs> the buttons. Um, anyway, so it, going back to let's let's real quick on the flash because I kind of jumped away from it fast, um, and I know Corey kind of deliberately tried to do that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to save you from the socials, I'm, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm just I'm staying I'm staying with it where people are going to ask the one question I do definitely want to talk about, and that's Michael Keaton. Is Michael Ke how's Michael Keaton? Two thumbs up. You know, at we, seventy. We He's almost yeah, seventy, yeah, right? And Sasha Cal is a Supergirl, and I mean, so it's it's it, it 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 definitely lives up to the hype of being a really good movie. There's no doubt about it. I think people. I, I saw so many tweets going. This is the best superhero movie of all time. I think that's crazy. Um, I don't think it's any. And I think there's. I. I, I mean, I've got to see. I've got to see both the Flash and Guardians. I think Guardians Three was a little bit more balanced. Mm. Um, but I think the Flash is really freaking good. Like really good. How obviously we know from trailers yeah. that Zod's in it. We don't really know who the big bad is in this. How are just the villain sequence in the movie? Save it for the spoiler conversations. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah, just genuinely yeah, it's, curious, just because, like, to me, that's where I'm starting to find it. What is a top tier, yeah, um, uh, uh, uh superhero movie? Because, like, even with like Winter Soldier, Alexander Pierce isn't really that great of a villain, but yeah. the idea of like the entirety of the government right. is corrupt. The, vi right. the villain is the, the villain is the system. What right. I liked, what I'll tell you this, what I loved about the. I loved the story. I loved what I, for the Flash. I love about the story. I loved the themes. I liked what this movie was ultimately really about. Mm -hmm. okay. so I can tell you that's okay. that's what I loved about the Flash. I think that what they do really well was. I mean, the emotion in the movie is is fantastic. I think more people are going to be buzzing about. Like it had the big buzz because they put it in CinemaCon. Now people are talking about Guardians, but I think that the Flash is going to have its buzz in it, and it should because it's it is. Uh, I put it up there. I mean, I really like Man of Steel, but I'm telling you, I. I Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and The Flash, and I would probably put Flash. I, I have to see it again, but The Flash is up there. It's probably one of the best, if not the best DC EU movie. I mean, when you consider that Wonder Woman is phenomenal, but I, I rewatched it again recently, it really does have an Act 3 problem. Yeah, like, and that's, major. That's, 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 major. that's this, what keeps it from making I, that, that I really like tippity the top. Ending. I really like the ending of The Flash. But that's, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. keep it with that. The other thing that they, um, that they showed that I didn't see, because it, it was at the Warner Brothers thing that I missed, was like some Aquaman footage. Mm. Um, I don't know how that one's going to be. Very curious because you have this DCEU movie. That's another. That's like 
Someone had said this is the. I saw someone say, "Well, this is a, a a great ending to the Snyderverse thing." I'm like, "Well, they still got another Snyderverse movie coming out. It yeah, comes out in in November or December. Such a weird scheduling out. thing. It's weird. Um, so, how was the buzz on that? Is anybody was there any buzz on on it? Aquaman? Yeah, yeah, that it was a movie. Technically, that's what people are saying for the song. That's what I con? heard. That's people what that I heard. have actually seen the movie. That people that have like like that have seen it at, have seen the movie, the like the screenings. Movie, okay. They were like, "It's a movie." Okay, so, so it's not. Getting, <laughs> it's not <getting. laughs> I'm more excited for Wonka, which is out in its competition. Wonka, so, man, Paddington director. When I got to when I got to CinemaCon, I cannot tell you how many times I heard the same thing from various people. Was not excited about that movie. Now my most highly anticipated, one of my most highly anticipated movies. Wow, it's Chalamet, right? Yeah, and they, it's like a prequel to it's the, the director Wilder. of Paddington. Yeah, like that's yeah. all. I, it made my top five most anticipated of the year because the director has like he's made such beautiful art but twice. Mm. Apparently, I the him. trailer is just next level. Like so, Juju was telling me how great yeah, it was. He, Campion was raving about. It. People were raving about this trailer. Like rave, and people who just were like, I didn't care about. It. Wonka, yeah. And people are like, and and then Dune, obviously, which is another one I really want to so see. So excited for Dune. Barbie, the trailer. Apparently, people were really pumped about. So, um, but anyway, it's a let's good year for movies. Like it, I know, really I know, we we thought the year would start a little sooner with hype, but now that we're rolling, yeah, it's summer season, man. And this is and this is it, and we're really and Guardians kicks us into the summer movie yeah. season. Let's do. I want to do this this John Stewart list, and then and then we'll call it a day because um, we got other things we got to do and get ready for tonight. So. All right, so comicbookmovie.com really does seem these great lists, and they did one for Batman, they did one for Green Lantern, for Hal Jordan, and we and like, even though I think we like the Batman list a little bit better, they gave us enough of a um, of a list that we can say whether we agree with it, if we if there's anybody else that we thought, but I really like what they do over there at comicbookmovie.com, and here's what they do: this is their lanterns, seven actors who could play Green Lantern, John Stewart in the new DCU. All right, let's start with their first one. Mm-hmm. And that's Trevante Rhodes. So Trevante Rhodes was in Moonlight, United States versus Billie Holiday. I love them in both of those. I, I, I don't remember Bird Box. That was a Sandra Bullock one. And he played Mike Tyson. Now, I didn't like that series, but that wasn't really because of him. Uh, I, I think he's a really good actor. So let's, let's talk about Trevante Rhodes here. You know, Trevante Rhodes is like 32 years old. Do, do we think that Trevante Rhodes is, is good kiss? So tell me, tell me, Winston, first of all, the character of of uh, John Stewart and do you think that he fits the the bill? Absolutely. I mean, John Stewart is he's a former marine, he's very methodical, he's he's very much like a soldier. Um and so I I just I can see that for him. I I just see I, I'm thinking of him in Moonlight yeah. and I'm just thinking about like even though that he wasn't playing like a soldier in that, there was something just very straight to the point methodical about it because he was playing the adult version of of uh, of of the, the, kid, the character yeah. right yeah so I, I i just i get that vibe from him and i think that 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 he would do exceptionally well uh as as john stewart i think it's a good casting choice i think leadership is really important to john stewart for me when i think of john stewart i think of the ability to get people to see eye to eye and like yeah. move them forward mm-hmm. and that definitely plays with how i perceive him and that's a specific attribute that's like Hard to teach. There's an inherent leadership quality. I, I, I'm into this one. All right. The next one that they suggest is John David Washington. Now, obviously, John David Washington, one of the, so far, out of the two, the, the more notable one at the moment, um, whether it's Tenet, Ballers, Amsterdam, that piss box, and Black Klansman, <laughs> um, he, he's great. He's up and coming. He's 38, and he is a little older, but that doesn't, that's not, that's, Nothing that would keep him out of the role, and he's a really great actor. So I mean, I think, and it's also, 
notable, um, but not like because he, he's he's not ultra famous yet. You want that middle, like I was talking about Billy Magnuson. You want that person that you yeah. recognize, but you want to blow up with you, you. You know who he is. You're aware. Yeah, but he's not like he's and he, and he's not like he's not like his dad yet. Right. He's got he's got he's got the. The, the chops and he's a really good actor. He's, and he's my number likeable. one pick. I doubt anyone above him is going to be higher for me. I've, yeah. I've wanted him in this role since Tenant. Yeah, I think this is a good choice if they if they could lock him down for it. I think it's a fantastic choice. The question is, does he want to do TV? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you know, TV money is just as good as he also. As movie money, so. This is this is circling back to HBO, isn't it? Because he did yeah. Ballers with HBO. Well, that's he what I mean, though. But, but, now, but now he's starting to kind of move. Which is, which is fine. But like, I think about the other people yeah. that are with HBO that are still doing movies. Oh, I think Rock. about Westworld. Yeah. I yeah. think about uh, Issa Rae. I think sure, about, you sure. know what I'm saying? There's, I tons, of, I mean, dude, yeah. there's tons of people doing yeah. TV now. It's not the way that it was five, ten years ago or ten years ago. Arguably, you get to do more character work. Yeah, and there's, and there's money that, that, mm-hmm. that's in it. I'm just, I was just curious. You always ask that question. Yeah. I, I think the other element, the way you pitch it to him, is the same thing that's about to happen, say, with Anthony Mackie. is like, sure, it's going to start off as a TV show, but you're talking about a collective universe. Right. What's to say that he, as a Green Lantern, won't show up in a Justice League movie or, uh-huh. a, or whatever that's exactly movie right. they're going to And a video exactly game right. and a cartoon. That's right. And, yep. That's right. All right. So then now the next one, Michael B. Jordan is the next one. Um, now, for me, I don't love the choice, and it's got nothing to do with Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan. I think Michael B. Jordan is, uh, I think he's he's doing a lot right now. And he is way more famous than the previous two. Almost so that it starts to become a distraction in a character like this to where you see Michael B. Jordan. And plus the fact he's already played Killmonger inside mm. of it. Now, there are other people who have switched back and forth with DC and Marvel, and that's that's fine. But I think that at the level he's at right now, and it also starts to starts to to me, and Winston, I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well, too. Then it starts to go into, why do we just keep casting Michael B. Jordan for everything? When yeah. you have all these other uh, actors out there that are so good, yeah. that have, it's like, well, we, we, only, we only like this one guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and you know, um, he was in Without Remorse, and he did a really good job yeah, as, was, like, a military man, a like, actor. spy and all that. Yeah. I, I, so there is something specific, though, um, Corey and I were actually talking about this on the right over here that I can think of like maybe three actors off the top of my head that truly get outside of themselves. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't truly escape like Denzel is phenomenal, Meryl Streep is phenomenal. They don't necessarily get outside of being Meryl Streep, De- Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, yeah. etc. Those exceptions are like Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and then the late great Heath Ledger as the Joker. Those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head that they are truly a blank slate. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see that with him and there is there is more of a it's not that John Stewart isn't friendly, but John Stewart really is just like a marine, very yeah. like by the book. But and I, but I think Michael B. Jordan could get there. I mean, he did it with Kill Killmonger, he did it yes. with Creed in the beginning. Yes. But it's be, but but I just said two things that you don't he's already done it. Yes. He's done mm. it. And it's like John Stewart's fine. also just not how do I put this? When you compare him to Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, when you compare him to hang out with Barry or anything else like that, he's not the charismatic one. And you want that dichotomy in yes, a show that's right. a duo show. Right. So my, my only issue with Michael B. Jordan here is that I want to make sure the duality of Hal and he 
are really different. Right. And honestly, I'd cast him as a Hal Jordan before I'd cast him as a. I agree. Well, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's let's move on because we got we have a couple more to do. But we were all we're all in unison that we as much as we love Michael B. Jordan, just don't think he's right. Let, for this let me one. also Plus, clarify. Let me also clarify really quickly because people are going to be like, "What you're saying that John David Washington is not is not no." I'm not saying that he's not. I'm saying Michael B. Jordan has this very like. Hey, like he's just very friendly, like that. And again, not saying that John David Washington and the other people I aren't, you but mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know right? what you mean. It's like, yeah, it's uh, he's he's got a very. I mean, they're they're all likable, but he's got but he's got something. I know exactly. You know, he's got a, a lot of charm. It's very Will Smithian. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, all right. Well, the next one, Leslie Odom Jr. Mm. And Odom Jr. is a powerhouse talent who worked in Hamilton, um, one night in Miami. And he was in Red Tails. So th- the reason I like this particular choice also is the same reason that I like the number one and two. Great actor, not super well known. You can learn him in the you can learn him inside of this particular role, introduce him to new audiences, show off his talent. So I, so far, I really like I like all the choices because the even the Michael B. Jordan choice is they're choosing great actors. Mm-hmm. I just think for notoriety, one, two, and four, I like a lot, Coy. He's uh, definitely on that verge of breakout yeah. everyone household name, and yeah. I think that's what you should cast for a mm-hmm. long-form show. I think it's what you should cast for Jon Stewart, so I'm definitely there, and I also think that every time I've seen him, he's had enough of that, like your eyes drawn to him, even when he's quiet, and you need an element of, of quiet stoicism that still draws you, and I think he's got that. Yeah. Down. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I think he's good. He's not. He's not my top pick, but I would not hate this right. decision. Oh, so far, I mean, look, this is. The, I like so. So far, I like that. I love their Batman list. Didn't love the Hal Jordan Agreed. list. Love this list so far. Yeah, um, they got me back. Yeah, they got me back. All right, here's the next one. Roger Jean Page is the next one. So Bridgerton. Oh, and he was just in Dungeons and Dragons. That's where I saw him in. So did you see Dungeons and Dragons? I haven't. I didn't right, love it. it he, right around. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. He was really good in Dungeons and Dragons Big for, for what year. he was playing. He was good. I will go with what Winston just said, though, with Michael B. Jordan. Exactly. That why, from what you guys are explaining for Jon Stewart, I don't know if that's the case. The role, and it's not to say that he can't play that role, but what I saw him in Dungeons and Dragons, what I I know of him in Bridgerton, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a good fit. It feels again, this is a situation where like I could see like Michael B. Jordan or uh, Regine John Page. like maybe doing a, a a black lightning if they decide to bring him to the yeah. big screen instead of instead of uh you know or ten or, years ago it'd been a great static, but a great static uh uh even even a for both of them even a Martian Manhunter sure. like Reginald John Page especially giving you a kind of like the, the that stoic ability to kind of be quiet but still have that friendly air that's that's what I that's read exactly off of John how he is in Dungeons like so yeah. in Dungeons the issue is that he's supposed to be very stiff but he's so charming not an issue he's so charming that even when the line delivery is supposed to be stiff like mm-hmm. you're drawn to him yeah. that wouldn't work for John Stewart you no know, mm-hmm. he but, but again you know Acting. as an as an actor you want to see maybe can he pull that off I just don't know uh, I don't know the character well enough but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh, terrible casting. Absolutely. I just said, so let's see what he can do. A- anybody yeah. on this list, I would be fine with. I just, it. I, I have so many other people that I would name before him or right. Michael B. Jordan. Right. Um. All right. So let's see. Next one then. Winston Duke. Um. Now here's my my biggest issue is even there's the picture. The picture is he's just so synonymous now with Black Panther. Mm. Does that mean that he he can't pull off this character? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But I just think that. It goes back to the same 
conversation I had with Michael B. Jordan. Now, Winston Duke is not as big of a, a name as Michael B. Jordan, but he's very recognizable inside the comic book fan. And my same question would be like, let's find someone else and give someone else a shot who hasn't been in this before. And I would like to see either the, the last the three out of the five, but just people who these are two Black Panther actors. Let's find someone else. I, I disagree in the sense that I am ready for Winston Duke to take that leading man step. Yeah. And that's what this would do. Yeah. Yes, he I, is, I, I, yes, he's fair. he's well known because yeah. of Umbaku and everything like that. And he's done other projects, but he hasn't hit that leading man spot yet. And when you're talking about how big he is and imposing, I know John Stewart isn't necessarily like a big dude, but he is with his yeah. personality. Yeah. Winston Duke kind of gives that off both physically and with his acting. I think it would be a really interesting take to see him do it because the only other time we got to see him lead was was us, and that was really still more. Uh, uh, Who's great in that though? Lupita. Yeah, he was great in it, but that was really more right. Lupita's lead right. than him. Right. So he shi- he shined in the scenes that he was in, but mm-hmm. it wasn't his movie. What mm-hmm. did you- I think this one actually works for me because of both us and Mbaku because I see the leadership, I see the charisma that is also kind of reserved like I see John Stewart is very reserved I can also see him I I still have Glenn Powell as my Hal Jordan I can see him playing off a Glenn Powell type really well really Mm. interestingly Mm -hmm. so I I like this one and also his size would make it so the Hal Jordan dynamic if he was like a regular size guy like a you know six foot like Winston Duke's huge he's He's like six seven so you could cast that all-american Hal Jordan like regular size big guy and Mbaku could still be like or if you're not that I would love him as a oh my god what is his name um Kilowog thank you yep 100% yeah yep Yep. I I think so too and then the last one John Boyega now I'm gonna go against everything I just said (laughs) (laughs) well because John Boyega is a very well-known name and people know who he is but I think similar to where he hasn't I, I think he wasn't given the opportunity to shine, even though he was in a big blockbuster franchise in Star Wars. His character—he was done dirty, like yeah. really dirty, um, because his character had this particular arc that was going in seven, was destroyed in eight, and then they tried to make up for it in nine, and it made no sense. So he's a fantastic actor who has kind of been bitten by and and kind of stung by the system, and I'd like to see him bring that into this type of character. Anytime there's a redemption for Boyega arc, yeah. I am team that. Right. Like every time I hear him being cast rumored anything, I'm yes, I think that it'd be also great to see him get to do long form because yeah. it is a show. I'd love to see Boyega get to sink his teeth into yeah. an arc that he gets to see it land. So I think he's got the stoicism. We've definitely seen him mm-hmm. Civic Rim. I think he's got the leadership quality. I think in real life we've seen him lead. Uh, like I love his his Twitter. I love his presence. I love Gusto. that he, he's got a thing. And, yeah. I, and I think Boyega maybe my number one. Yeah, he's got the stoicism, but there is a. I, I can't shake it from Attack the Block and from, uh, you know, Star Wars. There is a playful energy to him that I he feel wasn't like playful he, in Attack the Block. He was in the sense that, like, with his crew, like, obviously, when it's time Dude, to go fight, he was a he was a straight up like, gangster. I understand that, but like with his crew, there was this level of just like camaraderie and all that stuff. I'm not saying that John Stewart doesn't do that. I'm just saying that there are other characters that he might fit a little bit yeah. better. Um, you know, so so it, I'm not saying He'd he be could a good cyborg. Right. He would be a great cyborg. That that playfulness, the he boyishness, but yeah. still stern. Great cyborg. I think I just changed uh, John David Washington, and then now he's my cyborg. Either way, look, I will say this. I think this this list that they made was phenomenal. I think it was a phenomenal mm-hmm. list. I'd be okay with every one of these actors that is, that is on their cast. 
There's missing no one for me, and yeah. I, I get it because he's a little bit older, but I, it just depends on how long you are trying to subscribe John Stewart to do this and if you would want to do it. I say Sterling K. Brown. How old is he? Is it, uh, in his 40s. 42. Hey, Siri, how old is Sterling K. Brown? Sterling K. Brown is 47 years old. Whoa, I thought he was 42. He looks good. He looks real good. Black don't crack. Yeah. 47. 47. I don't know, man. That, I take it back. Yeah. I thought he was like 42. I had yeah. no idea he was he was up there. Um, Damn. Because he looks incredible yeah. for his age. But it but it goes, look, if it's just for a TV miniseries, okay. But, I, but, but I can't, but I plan. can't yeah, imagine that, 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 that the Green yeah. Lanterns are going to be regulated just to this TV you show. you got to cast... Oh. Also, we finally get John Stewart, and it's like one and done. Like and we've waited it, right. way too long right. for that character. Right. So, anyway, look. That's uh, I think that's the, that's the the show here for us today. Um, got a lot done with Guardians, and and in general, covered a little D- DC stuff, and we got a lot to talk about next week. I'm going to be by my lonesome and covering the the stories, or, or maybe even do a, a Zoom with uh, with Winston because Coy's out of town. So so maybe not necessarily on lonesome. Maybe it's just us doing a stream yard together, but. Make sure you're there tonight, guys. If you're able to be there, then be there. Make sure that you're there. Head on over to Flappers tonight. If you can see it on the live stream, then see it on the live stream, man. Stand-up comedy, big thing. We're going to be there. We're going to have some fun, and we want you to join us. So make sure you get your tickets. If you haven't, check this out on Spotify. We're on video on Spotify, so help us out over there. Show a little class, will you? Hit that button. What do you mean? I don't have class if I don't hit the button. I didn't ever said that. I just said you're showing a little bit more if you do. So for myself, you know where to find me. Koi Jandro, where can the kids find you? TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Koi Jandro. And uh, Friday night tonight as we record in Burbank at Flappers. I want to see you. I'm so excited. Winston, where can they find you? Winston A. Marshall. Uh Hobbling around town. <laughs> Hobbling around town. Uh, no, no, but real Doing talk. some sit-down comedy <laughs> tonight. Some sit-down comedy tonight. Uh, yeah, at the Swaggy Blurred, man, I've, um, uh, you know, I've, I've had to take a step back on a lot of stuff, so I've been doing a lot of just, like, writing and whatnot. But um, now that the gig that I've been working from home uh, is slowing down, I'll be streaming almost every day. Uh, so just follow me on the socials. I'll let you know when I'm live uh, and come say what's up. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us here today on the show. Once again, for myself, Winston and Coy, we appreciate you. Take us out, please, Mr. Wicked Art.